Hey. Yes. What? What do you think about <laughs> online shopping? I think it's a savior. I love it too. You know why? I'm antisocial and I don't like to go out. You don't, I don't have like to, to walk. see people. I don't like to people. You don't, have to I don't talk like to humans. Weather. I don't like sometimes things make me gag like at just bad marketing can like make me so upset I need me to too. go home immediately. Me too. I'm not kidding. Like the whole mall experience, I am over that. Well, guess what? What? <laughs> if you want to buy a friend or a loved one I or a, a stoner gift, I would recommend going to dankgeek.com. Do you know why? Why? Because they have an amazing selection of bongs and now vaporizers. And then the other cool thing is they have partnered with a company called Sezzle. And you can make payments on your amazing gifts that you want to buy your loved ones yeah. for this holiday season. It's kind of cool. Well, that is very convenient. Yeah, it is. And they're our favorite people on the planet. We love Dinky Dave. He sends us cool stuff all the time. They have a I like selection. some people more. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I have kids and I'm married to you. I am talking about online retailers only. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, if you want to go, if you have something in mind and you want to buy your friend or loved one who is a stoner, an amazing gift, head over to dankgeek.com and They're check the out their selection. They are the best. We love them. We love them. Check it out. Dankgeek.com. Bye. What's up, podcast listeners? You are listening to Mom and Dad are Stoned, a podcast by responsible cannabis users for fucking responsible cannabis users. I'm the Stoner Mom from thestonermom.com, and I'm joined by my husband, Blavid. Yeah. We are parents to four and legal cannabis users in the great state of Blolorado. Mm -hmm. How are you doing, Blavid? Honey, I'm doing fantastic. Stickle. Are you having a nice evening? I'm doing phantasmagorical. Yeah, I'm doing great. Phantasmagorical. On this podcast, I forgot that there's this, I should probably move the sentence up. On this podcast, David and I relax, get high, pour a drink, drink alcohol (laughs) sometimes, Mm -hmm. and um, talk about cannabis and other shit. Which is fun. We like talking about other shit in cannabis. So just sit back, pretend you're hanging out with us. You're sitting in our room with us, and you have a, a, wizard a gag bomb. in your mouth, so you can't. Yeah, we can't hear you. No. You're not Just talking sit there, okay? Just listen. But I'll let you take hits off the bong. And yeah, stuff. well, but not with a gag on your mouth. Yeah, that won't You just aren't, you know what, we use psychic powers to disable your vocal cords. Okay, I like that better. <laughs> that's that's much less uh, <laughs> <whatever>. hardcore. <laughs> so we have mental powers that can disable your vocal cords, and we've okay. done that. And you can listen to us crisscross applesauce <laughs> style on the floor. Okay. And now you're listening, and now you can take hits off the bong. So, hey, let's go over to Libation Corner. <sighs> Well, David. Yeah. 
What are you drinking and what are you smoking? Okay, well, I will tell you, I am drinking a, uh, we went to our little corner, neighborhood corner store, liquor store, which is the only place that carries Weller bourbon, which ironically, not even the big gigantic alcohol emporium, which I am done with, I'm never going there again, carries it. <laughs> they have not had it for at least over a month. And my little neighborhood liquor store, I've bought every bottle in there. Like, I've watched it, I've counted it down, it's like... Here I am buying the last bottle. I guess you're going to have to get more. That was today. It was the last bottle. And they will get more. Um, And it's amazing. So I love it. And we bought ourselves some crushed pineapple vodka from Stoli. And we made you a drink, if I'm not mistaken. This is drink number two. And I'm a little drunk. And I'm the stoner mom. I'm about to do a dab. David pressed a whole ton of super lemon haze rosin. Live no. rosin? It's not live rosin. It's just oh, rosin. rosin. That's yeah. right, because it was cured already. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sorry. But it produced a nice But anyway, amount. we're going to talk about that later in dabbing, but that's what I'm dabbing right mm-hmm. now. And I also have a couple bongs loaded up ready to go. I notice you're using your Chrome Dome email. I, I You love that thing. I'm out of... Propane. Propane. Butane. Butane. I knew that, but you Champagne. know what? paid. I purposely didn't get it because I... Let me do the damn thing. (laughs) What's What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? But don't you like dabbing with this much better, baby? What? Don't you like dabbing with this thing better than a torch? (coughs) Always. Uh, The issue is like um, when you have a torch and shit, you have a torch that you're moving from room to room. Um, So anyway, it's just... That's you know, all. I still like it the most. I know, honey. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm letting myself recover. It, was it harsh? I'm not like you in preservation mode of my stash right now. What? Because my, no, because you, you give me so much. Oh, you're not in preservation yes. mode. Yes. So you have tons of stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's the oh. that's the great thing about Lordy. right now in our lives. Ooh. We've got lots of weed right okay, now. Okay, there. And sorry, weed byproducts. Guys. Oh, my God, dabbing. I am not a dabbing granny. Oh. That lady's unbelievable. She, let's, let's go to Shout Out Corner. Um, wait. Okay. Yeah. Are we doing Shout Oh, there's a review here. Yeah, in iTunes, which is awesome. The Stoner Mom Rocks by Taj G98. Biatch, I absolutely love this podcast. My all-time favorite. Love from North Dakota. What? Where is North Dakota? Tell me right now. Is it on the coast? No. Or is Okay, it's up high. Yes. Okay, got it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. I love that. Yeah, no worries. Yay. It's not we that got far away. Review. It's not? Mm-mm, we can go see Mount Rushmore. That's we're... where that bitch is. Mm-hmm. I totally. Okay, now it's. Sure. Got it's it. just, uh, <laughs> and like you said, it's up there. That's it. So let's go check it out. My children have been there. Uh, so have mine, and I've never been there. Nor have I. Wow. We are gross. No, we're not. We're awesome. Are we just going to? Yes, we are. Are they having more experiences than we had when we were children? Yes. That's all that matters. They're they're doing great. Good job. <sighs> Shout out to the Slayers. The Slayers are still exist. Okay, the Slayers still exist, and David just looked it up, and there were like also there were more people. So I'm like, what did people turn them off last month and then turn them back on? I don't even know. Alpha Slayer Jody, you're the alpha. Okay, mm-hmm. forever. Janelle, we love you. Texas Mama Meg, Catherine, Amy, Catherine, Jacqueline, 
Love all of you. Love y'all. You're amazing. Thank you so much. We still love you. We still love you. Maybe I'll we jump still... on there and post or something. What? No. That's against the code. I'm telling you, then it's like people are now paying for different things. You're right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm paying for content versus I'm just, I don't know, know why, but I'm giving these people. Right. Dollars. It's the code. We're not breaking the code. I just, I'm all about simplicity. The least amount of, you know, yeah. it's very streamlined and transparent, I feel, the way we currently have it. Totally agree. Hey, um, one thing. What? Um, about North Dakota. Yes. iTunes. What? Did we say what their name was? Ta- uh, Taj G98. Nice. They're in North Dakota. Okay, cool. That's it? That's all you had to say about I, North Dakota? I, you know what? I spaced out that you read it, but you totally read it. And then I remembered it's this alcohol. That's rude. First Sorry. of all. Sorry about that. You can just rest assured that I'm on point. Yeah, you are. Kay? You're on point. You're the point guard. See, now that I've said that, I'm going to be on point until I fall asleep. I love it. Um, so thank you guys. And if you want to support us in... Any other capacity, we do have a membership over at housevaneaton.com, and that's where you have access to the more personal side of the stoner mob. Which is cool. There's good oh, stuff over there. yeah. People are on the forums talking now. What? I didn't get that email, but wait, I didn't check my email, so what's wrong with me? Anyway. I checked it because we agreed long ago on a podcast that I have access to mom at thestonermom.com. Yeah, thank God. But you got to tell me if you email me at my other one, so I check it. I know, I will. (laughs) I mean, the problem hasn't gone away. You're horrible at (laughs) answering emails. I'm in major denial with email. Um, I I love email. I check it. We talked about this a lot in our pre-roll show, which if you become a member at House Fanny and you have access to, but we talked a lot about avoidance and depression and avoidance and anxiety and, you know... Avoidance in general. It's it's a thing that we do, and we do it for a long time, and we can just dig our feet in and be like, I'll avoid that shit forever. Avoiding right now. Bye. <laughs> Gone. Um, and email has gotten, I mean. It's up there with you. I have to force myself to check my personal one that, you know, my kids' school, my, that my kids use, that, you know what I mean? I mean. It's rough. But see, like, I don't have the problem. I just answer them as they come. I know. And. I don't care if it's a good or bad. It's just like, answer, done. So that built up avoidance feeling you don't ever feel about email. No, but it's interesting because a lot of people that I know, like, I'm the anomaly. Because a, oh, lot, yes. of, a lot of people are like, I'm really behind on my emails. And I'm like, really? I check mine instantly as I get them. Um, but that's not necessarily... I, there's a lot of drawbacks to answering emails instantly. You don't think, you don't... You just respond, knee-jerk. It's not good. That's... A lot, the 90% of my life is knee-jerk reactions to everything. Yeah. So I think it benefits a lot of the times because yeah. people are so shocked to... Get an answer that yes. quick. Yeah, it's like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, well, this person's on top of it. But at the same time, I'm not thinking about my responses. I'm just like, oh, this will be fine. They just want an answer. Yeah. But I think that's, it's probably better to err on your end, honestly. I don't know. I mean, like. I do. Because I hear what you're saying, but then my emails go on and on and on forever. Because I'm like, 
I recently, in our business side of things, like had treaded into the waters of like, am I about to piss this person off because I'm answering things like too much and just not thinking about them? Well, who did you do that to? I'm not going to reveal that. But I will say at the end of it, it all ended up awesome and like above where it was, like better than it was before. But um, it, it all ended up well. But for a while there, I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. Blah, blah, blah. You're wrong. And then um, I felt like I was at work, like at a corporate job, because I felt like someone had tattled on me. And then like the big boss stepped in and answered questions. And then I was like, well, this is why, blah, blah, blah. And then everything was okay. And then it was like more respect. Sometimes you do put people on their plate. I, I mean, not you. I mean, we. I do that yeah. too hard. And then you feel dumb. No, you feel like... Maybe I should have been kinder. Mm-hmm. I got the point across too hard or I was too hardcore with my response. And there's a more gentle, genteel way you can do that. But you know what? I mean, that's good. It's a good learning experience. I came out on top. I walked away with like humility. Like I fucked up. I'm going to learn from that. I'm not going to handle it that way. Oh, nice. dear God. So if I, if the stoner mom was in charge of any of the stoner mom's business stuff, the stoner mom would be asleep right now, like yeah. in denial. No, she's never getting back to me. I guess the stoner mom just doesn't exist and is not a thing. I just, I am the. It takes two. It takes two. Me yes. and you. It takes. We need different skill sets to make this. Shit I happen. just made a very advantageous partnership with you, I, and you know you should have to pay somebody to. Have your back or just fight all of your battles or just in general communicate um, for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That person is doing a tireless job. So thank God it's you who you're just indebted to me because you're my husband. You have to do whatever I say all the time. Well, my but first like... and foremost response is always like, I got to make sure my wife feels zero ramifications from anything. That's my first goal is like, and I yeah. will make that's priority one. And I have to trust this person. And you trust me, right? Absolutely. Good. I think I'm absolutely also in the capacity of trusting an outside source. Yeah. But I completely trust you. Yeah. For this as no, well. No, I'm right there. I'm on the same page. Like, if we had money to spend on hiring a third party organization to That's do all shit. Happening. The other thing is, like, yeah. there's advantages as far as, like, you know what's here right mm-hmm. now. And you know what I mean? When to do what and what the capacity is. And, and also, like, what the best thing for our family is. Yeah. You know? It's true. Like, South by Southwest um, reached out really hardcore, and they were like, we really want the Stoner Mom to come and speak at our thing. And I was like, when is it? This date. And I was like, not going to happen, ever. It's too long. It's too far away from home. Even if you paid us, which they did offer to do, it wasn't enough money. It's just not worth it. You know what I mean? So, anyway. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay, enough about that. I'm about to do dab. Yeah, dab it up. I like what I, I gotta tell you, I've always loved watching the dab rig do its thing. Do its damn thing. Just watch something evaporate like that. I just think I like watching the way the way the vapor like gathers <coughs> in the main area and then the way it travels through, like it's just cool. It's neat looking. Probably need more water in this. <laughs> Time for listener letters. You can email us at mom and dad are stoned at gmail.com. Whatever you have to say. Yeah. If you have questions about anything, cannabis, 
whatever life in general living on this planet um, and you want a stoned response, go ahead and email us again at momanddaughterstoned at gmail.com. Today's email, today's letter says, I listened yesterday and today this came to mind. When you finally realize that the entire world is basically the same way you came to be as an adult child with your parents, you're your own fucking person. And nothing in the world will change that. You truly are unfuckwithable. Even with my kids, religion, politics, self-worth, everything I've come to be, especially over the last five, four to five months, that's when you that's when you're bulletproof to any societal influence. I think this is enlightenment, but I am not sure yet. What do you think? Because I am still afraid it's madness. You're just kidding at the end. You know it's not. You know it's wisdom. And yeah, I totally compare this to my like aha epiphany moment when I suddenly realized, wait a minute, I'm not a fucking Christian if I've never ever believed in this ever for a second in my life. And two, I'm not trapped with any relationship that I don't want to have. And that happened in my very late 20s and, you know, was kind of the seed of a whole sort of life changing things that I did, including divorce, remarriage, changing of my spiritual beliefs or whatever the fuck. That was a huge part. I mean, it, I mean, it was religion first. And then it was like, well, wait a minute. Because religion seemed the easiest. I was very obsessed with Chris Hitchens at the time. And um, yeah, just like, I feel like there's a certain point and, and this is not like a required thing for adulthood, but I feel like there's a certain enlightenment point when you're like, wait a minute, I am separate from my parents and everything else. I'm separate from all of these relationships and, and, and priorities and responsibilities, you know, yeah. and I am beholden to myself like at its core or whatever. And you feel this, permission to make choices that you wouldn't have made earlier. Just yeah. permission. And that's a hard thing to get wrap your brain around because a lot of people that terrifies the shit out of them. I did therapy during all of this yeah. because I was like, this seems very impulsive. Um, but I was ready yeah. to go. It's interesting you say that. So anyway, I just, it just seems like this. So this letter is kind of like, that you're no different, you know, like the world is the same. You know what I mean? In a sort of huge general universal sense and that your place in it is like so small and like your own. Anyway, what do you think? I think the two factors that make this thing that this person's talking about um, understandable is age and life experiences that knock you the fuck down. So I feel like <clears throat> when you're traveling along in your life and you think you know everything and you get Something hit. Something puts you in your place. You get hit so fucking hard that it humbles you to death. And it makes you reanalyze everything you've done in your whole life and like, well, that was stupid and that was stupid also. Okay, well, I'm going to learn from this. And then you go resume. And then you get a little bit older and then you're like starting to realize like, I don't have time to worry about this. The age thing is more about, 
I just don't have time or the need or the want to deal with wasted energy on things that don't matter. But then again, there's the humility thing, which can creep up at any point in time in your entire life and smack you down again. So I feel like the the number one thing to remember is that you're never at your best. You have to wait until you, I guess, are about at death's door to really start to feel, okay, I have an inkling of an idea of what everything's going on. In my experience, I feel like unfuckwithable is not a, a thing that you can achieve as a human being because we have dumb reptile brains. Or maybe it's just men. No, I'm feeling unfuckwithable. Are you really? Absolutely. You know what? I guess I do agree with that because I turn to you many times when I need like reassurance on things. It's like, well, Catherine will know because she has that mindset where she's like completely like, I'm not worried about this. And you're my weather vane when it comes to like, don't worry about this. It's not important because I'm not DC me worrying about it. And you've taught me several times in our marriage, like the things that I used to, I was trained as a child to put very high up on my level of like threat levels is not important. It's like, Okay, well, go ahead and learn on your own how fucked up that is to worry about that. And then I, over time, is like, she was right. Uh, something I was so worried about and anxiety ridden over a week ago is not an issue at all right now. And I know that you've seen me go through that. But um, I don't know. You know, I mean, like, I feel like the more and more as I get older, I think about when I was actually younger. And I was in this weird place when I was younger where I was like, really, like, I used to like really buy into like, oh, I'm going to meditate and all this other stuff and not worry about things and try to really clear my mind. When my mind wasn't even really cluttered because I was young. But now as I'm older, it's like, you worry about so much stupid shit all the time that's not important at all. And it's very, it gets hard. I feel like it gets harder and harder the older you get to learn how to let go of that stuff. But that's just me. I mean, because you identify more and more things. It's like, that's not important. That's not important. Why am I worrying about this? Oh my gosh. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. It's like it's a great awakening as the older you get is to figure out all the stupid shit that you, you it's disappointing to find out that you've wasted a bunch of energy on stupid stuff that makes zero difference. Like even from the time that I met you until now, I feel like, wow, I really I can't believe some of the things that came out of my mouth when I met you compared to now. I would never say those things anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The thing when I met you that you pointed out to me that was very arrogant. And I would be like, arrogant? No one's ever called me that before. And I'd think about it and like, ha, 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 what does that mean? But now, as an older male human being, it's like, wow, you really said some I'm sure I still say stupid shit all the Nobody time. Nobody told you to your face. You right. were arrogant. But it was very nice and refreshing. <laughs> and that's why I love you so much because it's like, well, I'm not angry at Catherine for telling me that. Um, I'm glad that she's telling me that. And, I, you know, and now over time, it's like... I don't want to worry about certain things. The thing I worry about the most is like, as I grow into older age and get more calm and relaxed and okay with everything, I don't want you to mistake that for, he doesn't care. Like his anxiousness isn't there. Where's the anxiousness? I don't want. No, I don't like it when you're anxious. Well, I know, but I mean like, you know. Because I, I, I seep up everybody's anxieties. You do. You're like a emotional sponge, but. I just don't want you to think that because I'm not freaking out about how much I love you and need to like kill people to be with you that I don't, I mean like I, the same amount of love is there. I just, I'm okay with being calm now. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. I don't think our listeners identify you as a <laughs> violent person or a, you know, but I guess in the beginning of our relationship, you were a little, you know. When you met me, I was going through a midlife crisis and I was like really doing things that I would never have done. And like, like, crazy like i'm gonna go out and try to fight people all night long as much as i can <laughs> and or i'm gonna get to see if i can uh get how drunk i can get and still operate a vehicle oh my god you know i mean like you know what I mean? <laughs> things like that but i mean uh-huh. I, that now it seems absurd and like why would you do things like that so i don't know if i answered your question well there wasn't a question it was just a i think it was a realization and enlightenment is what she refers to it as enlightenment is like i don't know you say that you can you feel like there's things that you can just let roll off your shoulder but i don't know for me looking back it's funny the older you get the more you see like boy i really was stupid back then and um (coughs) It just feels unattainable because it's like, am I going to feel like the person I am now in 10 years is stupid? I don't know. Maybe it levels out when you're like. It might. I, it cannot level out in your 50s. It can't. To me, 50s seems so young still. I mean, young still. Now it does. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> it's weird. So that means it can't level out in your 60s. And Hillary Clinton's 70. I know. I told that to David today and he was like, no. You told that to me. Yeah. I was like. Think of the energy it takes to run for president. A 70-year-old? I mean, like, I don't have that kind Donald of energy. Donald Trump is 71. <sighs> Just saying so you now. They're both old-ass fuckers. Both of them. It's always the old. So old. It's the old crazy people who have to be in charge and, like, I just have to. I know better. It's kind of funny. Like I don't to, know. I just think, like, what's up with 70? Is you, this, like, uh, it's is more 70 talent. the new, like, fucking... 50 like <laughs> it's more so to me 50 seems like like all the actors like all the hollywood actors yeah, I guess like so. like the ranking ones but maybe i'm just glomming them all in i, I don't know know. it's like i don't, I don't know anyway it's weird I'm stupid why yeah, am i even well, talking about hollywood actors fuck that me <laughs> are we gonna see black panther let's go to media time bitch Hey, do you don't forget to send us your rambling letters. Oh, my God. Listen. That is my alarm for Lizzie bath time, except she's not here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need no voice control. What? <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> I love you. Anyway. You're my husband. I know. Okay. Media time. Media time. Oh, man. There's not a whole lot of media time this week, but there is something. And let's talk about it. It's the assassination of Gianni Versace, American crime story, which we've talked about and blathered on about forever. But it is awesome. It is well acted, well written, well everything. Beautifully produced. Beautifully produced. But I will there's say some, this. There's some sick tracks in there also. I'd like to sick. There really like, are. Like, pump up the jam. Pump it up. And other ones. 
Gloria, Gloria. <laughs> um, but here's the thing with the show. We, I think we've mentioned this many times. We do not have traditional television. We watch Apple TV. We watch through apps, essentially. We watch through streaming services like Netflix and whatever HBO. else. So when we have to watch a show that has normal human being commercials, it's, it's upsetting. intolerable at this point. Yeah. It's really changed. It is so intolerable. I feel like. My show is like ruined. I like agree. it's completely broken up and like all of the flow is gone and just it feels like so upsetting and obtrusive for like a, a show like that. Agreed. I mean like maybe for a fucking boring ass sport game whatever when it doesn't fucking matter what's happening, you know what I mean? Every second. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You want those and breaks they, so you can go eat nachos or pee. Yeah, but like yeah. these, like everybody makes television differently now and it's so like, like beautifully it, made yeah. already and just splice it up with 10 plus commercials. I can't imagine it was so watching much. like Westworld or Game of Thrones with commercials in it. Like, would... like you for what? Like you're supposed to pay attention. You're supposed to like, you're supposed to be like in it and thinking about it and really enjoying it. It's like any form, like if you went to the fucking opera or some shit, you know what I mean? I do. And also um, I, it makes me just appreciate paying for it that much more because if you can buy an entire series for like $15, I mean, it's worth it because, you know, you, we, you and I are, we consume things over and over again. Like, let's watch American Crime Story again. Wait, maybe, should we, do, do we not buy it? Can we buy it? We can, but is it worth it at this point? Because there's only two episodes left. Yeah, but we're going to watch the next season and the next season they're doing Katrina. Right after? And Lewinsky. I mean, but. And, and doesn't, do we get like access to the first season? Because no. we love that. You gotta buy the seasons individually. But this, the new oh. season's on Netflix right now. You can watch it. Oh, that sucks. It doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, my point is like, OJ, we watched OJ that, the way where there's no commercials. And it was unbelievable. But this, this well, how way. How do you do that? We downloaded it. Oh, and there's only two episodes left. And that's yeah. why it's like, is it really worth? I right. think I'm going to go ahead and say it is. Completely. Because then we can rewatch them. I mean, think about to. like fourteen dollars. Okay, won't, if, first of all, depressing as fuck. If we go to a movie, <laughs> we've already spent triple fourteen dollars. If we go, if we um, buy it, you know, on Apple TV or whatever, money well spent. Fourteen dollars. I mean, that's like I don't know how many episodes are. Let's say there's ten. No, it is totally money. I I, I totally feel you. Yeah. On that. So it's wor- well worth it. And it's the way future TV should be. You pay for what you like to watch because there's so many fucking options out there right now and so many fucking commercials that ruin it. It's just not worth it. But anyway, let's talk about the specific episode. So we fucked up or I fucked up and I turned on the FX app and we watched it live in progress. And this is on our Apple TV, right? Right. And the, we timed it somehow perfectly. So when we started watching it, there was a title sequence. Yeah. And we didn't really. It's like catch. May something, yes. 1992 or whatever. And we're like, okay, yeah, this is it. And then it was over in like 30 minutes. We're like, what the fuck? That was a short one. And the whole, and it was like so littered with commercials. Yeah. Like a huge chunk of it. And then we realized, oh, we watched halfway through. Yeah. Blavid. So we went back and watched it 
with reduced commercials on the FX app after it's cycled through its live, which is thing. much more tolerable. Yeah, and wait because there's like one or maybe two at the most commercials. Um, but oh my gosh, what a depressing one this one was, right? It was all yeah. about like military, gays in the military. Don't ask, don't tell. It was very depressing. We turned it off and went to bed at one point because no, we turned it off and went to bed because we got to the point where we had started the first. But he's sort of cutting watched... his tattoo off his th- his calf, man. Yeah, but you know that the next scene was him going into. Yeah, the... I know, and that's why the blood was on his leg. We get that. Uh, yeah. It was very, very depressing and upsetting. So horrible. It was all about, and it was really not about Andrew Cunanan. Cunanan. Cunana. Isn't there like a whole thing about don't ask, like don't ask and don't look and don't hunt? Yeah. Like what the hell? Ugh. It was horrible. It was very sad. It was super sad. So anyway, sad. yeah, this is still obviously something that's very like upsetting for just yeah. normal, unwoke, sad sacks like us to yeah. like. Yeah watch and think about and confront you know what I mean it's just so upsetting to think about people serving our country in any capacity sacrificing anything time relationships mental well-being and to be uh, now it's transgendered people in the military I can't even but the cool but the cool thing about in our now day and age when fucking Trump said no trans yes Army people, like captains and generals and shit, came forward and said, nope, fuck you. Uh-uh. These are fucking people serving our country, so go to hell. So that made me feel like, looking back on that to now, made me feel like, look at it. Now at least our priorities are a little bit more in line. It's not just yet, but at least it's, at least you have normal old white people thinking the right things, right? I don't know. Then you can get into uh, abuse in the military. Horrible. Um, so, yeah, obviously, ugh, it was sad and depressing. And they this is all juxtaposed. Guy. Oh, my God. There was like, yeah, like Lynch type, like, you know, let's fucking beat and almost kill a person who's doing the same thing that we're doing all the time. Horrible. Our brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what we should watch as a band of brothers to like cleanse yeah. our palate. Yeah. Someone I one of the <laughs> Reddits that I follow is old school cool. And someone posted a picture of like all the dudes at the Eagle's Nest. Soames is there. No, but it's the real people. Oh, really? And like all these people were commenting on the thread, like, it's so funny how you know who every single one of these guys is because you've watched Band of Brothers. Yeah. X many times. They had they had Hitler's it was Luger. like that fucking accurate and shit. Yeah. So I feel like I have to watch that again. That's or Tom. not excuse me again, but f- like watch it. Thanks to Tom Hanks, we have that. Thanks to Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is all about he produced Banner Brothers and everything. He's Ooh. on the cover of our vanity Fair that we shit, just finally He's got. like the only norm for now, fingers crossed. Only normal white dude actor out there who doesn't have some horrible shit following him. Whatever. Still tired of it. Don't care. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Talk to me about somebody else that's not a dude that's white and fucking old. Thanks. Well, anyway, Gianni Versace was old and white. Italian he isn't and white. deceased. He's, he's olive skinned. Okay. Now you're just racist sounding. Because I said olive? I guess not. I'm just trying to. It's just a color. So anyway, um, I guess. Anyway, that was a good one and the most depressing one. But anyway, go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's American a, Crime Story is the it's best. It's juxtaposed with 
Andrews, the serial killer, breakdown, which is far less. I don't know. It just seemed a little more sensical at this point. You're like, this guy is at the end of his resources and his wish is not coming to fruition. And now he's fucking lost it. You know what I mean? Whereas before you're just like, what is this? You never saw him, like, struggling in a, any real way. No. You know? Even, like, when he's, like, at the ho- that hotel place or drop-in place or whatever. Yeah, he still had a lot he's of still clothes like, and stuff. Yeah, and, like, just hoity And a $10,000 toi- watch. Hoity-toity about himself, I guess. Yeah, whatever, man. He's scamming people constantly. And he's a drug addict. It just didn't seem very at the end of his rope. No. Well, cause he's all, he's so smart and he can like talk his way out of anything. That's the whole deal. Like it's cool. I've got it. And then it was Gianni Versace coming out to the world in an interview mm. in some year that I did not read. Wasn't it out front magazine? Was it? I yeah. don't know. It was. And he was like in this thing, like trying to say like, well, it doesn't have very big circulation. So it's cool. Donatella. And Donatella's like, why you do this, Johnny? She said the rock stars and the celebrities won't side with you. And I was like, what? (laughs) Isn't that who the rock stars and celebrities side with? I don't get it. Ellen John did. Did people really? I didn't believe that. Come on. It was a weird time for for her and Gianni Versace. They didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Anyway. He had ear cancer, man. Okay, stop. Okay, so anyway. So that's it. That's media time. Media time. Cannabis corner. corner. Today we're just talking about dabbing. Okay. What's what's what dabbing? dabbing? What's up with that? I don't even know what that means. Is that that thing that kids do? Yes. <laughs> you mean that cats at Target do on shirts? Yeah. Um. No, dabbing is you know a really you know you take some we concentrate, you put it on an extremely hot surface, um, and then you chase the dragon. Whoa. <laughs> Let's not use that terminology, Sorry. sir. I'm just kidding. That's something you do with heroin. Then we are not likening those in any capacity. No. Um and yeah, so dabbing is awesome. Sometimes yeah, you that's... dab and sometimes you don't. As a stoner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes people that's all they use are different like cannabis concentrates. Yeah. Um for me it's all about flour, homegrown flour. And then you love homegrown flour. I do. There's so much of it. You did a good job this time. How are time. you doing on your supply, by the way? It's fine. Okay, it's cool. like not been. I haven't been smoking a lot of weed. Um. So then, David, recently. So you know, usually you go out and you buy concentrates by like the gram, mm-hmm. and they come in like nice little packages, and they're pretty, and sometimes they're bright orange, and sometimes they're weird brown booger goo and sometimes you know they're weird it's yellow it's all sometimes different it's clear and see through some and they're all like different consistencies and then they usually have different names as far as what type of concentrate they are but it's all the same thing it's like some form of concentrate from cannabis that you take and so it's like super concentrated it's all the trichomes and you um yeah apply it to a super hot surface and kind of 
dab it all, inhale it all sort of in one go. Like this. Um, yeah, and there are different like pens you can use and vaporizers. So how do you like to dab? I use an e-nail predominantly. Chrome Dome sent an e-nail a long time ago, and I have just used that because it fucking works, and it's awesome and badass. They're all the same. Well, I mean, I guess, but mine's awesome. Yours is awesome. But it's not like I've ever tested it or whatever. It works Um, very well. So it's got like a a digital readout so I can watch the temperature fluctuate and stuff. And then when I read about emails initially, I read that there can be like a a temperature difference between what it tells you and what it actually is. But, you know, you know your own piece and stuff. And so you start to feel like get how it performs. Yeah. Um, so I love mine. I've never had any problems with it. That's a Chrome Dome email, you guys. And there's lots of different emails on the market. They used to be, it seemed like they used to be a lot more expensive. The Chrome Dome was like, I think, $150 or I think something. that's the normal price now. It's like yeah, uh, right it's around like, there. But not 200 Whereas right. I feel like back in the day it was like $400. Oh, I agree. I, now it's dropped dramatically in price. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there are like vaporizer pieces that are kind of billed as e-nails. And I've had a few of those. Source Vapes makes one of those, yep. like the Dabba Doe. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. There's ones that are just like that that have a very similar name. And then recently I got the Incendiario. Mm-hmm. Areola? From Vivant. Not <laughs> From Vivant. <laughs> Incendiary device? Yep. I don't know what it's called, but it's one of those. Um, that's just basically a battery with a thing. It gets super hot. You stick a atomizer cartridge thing up in there. That thing gets really hot. It's like a tiny, small, like dab rig, yep. basically. You put your concentrate on that. So that's a great way to start. Um, but, you know, I've, I've had sort of like hit or miss experiences with those things. Like, yeah. And then the a traditional way everyone knows about for dabbing is to have a torch and the torch has butane in it yep. and it runs out. You have to refill it, which is not that big of a deal, but you not know, you do deal. sometimes run out. But the, even if there's a place across the street, it's just like, ugh. I have to go interact and buy a fucking can of butane. Yeah. Lame. So that's why I prefer to use an email, but because <clears throat> it plugs into the wall. Um, and then you're also getting a cleaner dab. You're not using a whole bunch of gas and then immediately inhaling on that surface that soaked up all that gas and stuff. So you get a cleaner taste. You're ex- that's when you can become like super like mega like hoity-toity about the concentrates that you buy. You and know, because over about- time you'll start to taste like the con- the solvents and stuff yep. in a- in the concentrates themselves, and you'll be like, ugh, I'm never buying this kind again. I don't want to taste that. I only want to taste, you know. The purest. Only the terpenes and yes, yes. So what is one way to, surefire way to avoid <laughs> tasting that stuff? Get what? What do you get? What kind of concentrates? Rosin? That's what you're smoking on now. Or is that really what now? it's called? Yes. Okay. Yep. Rosin. So yes, rosin. And there's live rosin and there's just rosin. Yeah. And that's just like a nice solventless press type machine, right? It's just made with heat and pressure. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You put basically your weed, ideally the best way to do it is right when you harvest your weed, you don't cure it, you chop it up, you throw it in the rosin press, mm-hmm. and you smash that shit, and then it produces the like a clear kind of 
It's like a snot that comes out. <laughs> yes, we've had this. Yeah. Like people kind of making this on their own on yep. the street. We've had. and It, it's it was been, the best. It's, oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. So basically, yeah. But yeah, it, now it's finally like. Now they make action. Okay, so originally the way to do it was you take a nugget of weed and you put it between a um, hair. What is it called? Dr- flat iron. The flat iron. And um, you squeeze the shit out of it with your hands as hard as you can. And then it like, you know, like heats up and squirts out all the, uh, tri- basically the trichomes heat up. And immediately what you're doing is you're decarboxylating it like instantaneously. Right. And you're creating um, re- rosin. So it just goes from a solid to a liquid immediately. And um, that's what you do. But now they make these rosin presses, which are hydraulic presses with immense heat. And you put like... Uh, half an ounce in that and then you squeeze it and then you get a ton of rosin which is what we did but we did it with cured weed the best way to do it was like flash frozen right immediately harvested weed and then right. it's like the most purest so but, that's what you're smoking on but the yeah so you guys made a bunch of it for me so much of it so i am high on the hog high hog high hog, hog high. heaven in hog heaven yeah. with um <clears throat> concentrates. Yay. Yeah, it's cool. You. And we have access to it all the time. I love the, so I get a different high when I dab. I always have, it's much shorter, yeah. it's stronger, um, and it's clearer. Like it's m- all the much stuff, more in yeah. my head, um, <clears throat> which is what I always enjoy. What I the thing I always like stray away from is like heavy indicas and stuff that make you kind of like really feel it in your body. You know what I mean? Because I I just have always been pretty susceptible to like sedative type things. Like alcohol can make me very just like I don't want to do anything. I'm not very fun. I just kind of want to lay here and pass out. <laughs> and so that's why I've always loved cannabis because I've been able to, you know, find strains that make me feel very energetic and not crash and stuff. And that's often how I have felt with um, dabbing. Um, sometimes I've dabbed different types that were just heavy in general. Like yeah. that Rocky Mountain Fire from... Uh, physician or... It's not physician. The Docs Apothecary. Apothecary. That shit would knock me out. So it obviously depends on like what they're pressing or whatever the strain yeah. itself but like something about dabbing has just been like always just very <sighs> straightforward I, I guess yeah. as far as a high like it's like bam it's done it's, now i feel You're it high. instantly i feel it there's no waiting and and it's not heavy or couch locky so yeah. much for me and then i know that it's not gonna last a super long time which is great in my opinion yep you know what else is cool I want to say is that we are 100% self-sufficient in all areas. Like we have flour, we can get concentrates. We can make it all ourselves, which I think is pretty cool. Machines. We have the magical butter and the Levo to make our own like edibles and stuff easily. Anything. High five, bitch. High five to us. We're like survivalists of We're off the grid. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And it's like all like a nice personal amount, which feels immense to us, but it's also having access to the ability to, you know, grow more. 
easily because that's you know on a shortened cycle what all of this is it's like you consume this stuff yeah you're supposed to consume it um i still have leftover like critical mass and and northern lights well the interesting thing is i don't even want to smoke it i don't know what to do with it let's press it you want to go rosin press it yes give it all to me and i'll mix it all together and we'll make some frankenstein oh my god we're doing this every time now so the cool thing is is like the funny thing that I've learned, I'm not trying to like derail us or anything here, but it all comes down to being efficient. And when you grow weed using the most efficient ways, like cultivation methodology, I mean, like I've uh, am exposed to these people because I work with Black Dog LED, but I have talked to like a grower just grew um, in the Grow Off, which is a competition in California. He grew one plant. He grew f- almost four fucking pounds of marijuana from one plant grown under the black dog light. So, I mean, like, now I'm exposed to things like this is the most efficient way to grow weed. This is the best. Like, not even using soil, using, like, soilless methods and lights and stuff. So, it all comes from that. Like, and the faster and better that you can do that, like, if you can produce a, four pounds of weed in 60 days... And then, you know, every 60 days, that's like two months. <coughs> that's the optimal way to grow weed. You, now you have like an unbelievable supply. You, and then you have access to a way to make concentrates. And, you all, you know, and edible. It's, we're, honey, we're living in the future of weed. We're like, we've done it. We're a modern cannabis couple. We really are. I mean, like, if you look at it, like where we were to where we are now. We're like at the, we know, we have access to all the methods to do the best of everything. And that's awesome. I think it's pretty cool. We have resources we can tap into for knowledge and how to make all that stuff. So anyway, that's how I like to dab. Do you want to talk about your edibles experience? Oh my God. It was horrible, but, and yeah, and great at the same time. Well, okay. Okay. I'm going to try, really? I'm going to try to make this PG- 13 when I talk about this. So I took some edibles. So basically I took some edibles and um, they were a higher dosage because I've had the recreation version of these edibles and then we tried the med version. So anyway, I uh, tried an edible that has a med and a rec version and I tried the med version and I went like I took two of those beans. You bitch. And I, they, their intended result was to make you like euphoric and horny, horny, basically. Well, I'm sorry to say all this. I'm not trying to gross anybody out, but horniness worked, worked really well. And then, and then there was a point when it was just like, David is terrible with edibles and they hit him so bad. It's very, uh, (laughs) it's very much a scripted, like predictable highly predictable and the the cool thing about this experience this time <coughs> was i was able to recall and remember instantly while i was going through it like okay you've been through this before you've thought the same thoughts before this is not real so basically all of a sudden i went from feeling euphoric and amazing to crippling anxiety and panicking like something's wrong with me i'm going to die oh my god it's every scenario at once that's the worst like um, Your heart's going to stop. My heart's going to stop. My wife is dealing with something that's pressing right now. 
Um, my child was ill. Yeah, she vomited. My in children the night. are sleeping. And Normal like, so, kid shit. So to I'm be like, lay, go from laying in bed about to pass out <laughs> to like, oh my god. So I stood up. And like we weren't anywhere near him. Like no. we were all on I, our for side a of second, the house. I got to a point but where he I, starts hunting for everybody. I went freaking out. Yeah, I like want to make sure I can know where Catherine is. <laughs> I walked by, I looked in, I went downstairs in my underwear, I went outside in the freezing cold to try to like maybe this will shock my body. Are our owl gods outside? I wish that would have no, been comforting. Been, I don't know. Maybe it no, would have scared no, the bejesus no, out of me. It would have been comforting because I worship them. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I would have been like, yes, you give me strength, owl gods. So anyway, um, I was like trying to snap myself out of it. <clears throat> and I'll tell you. The thing that I never really quite got out of it all night long. I got to be honest with you. I lost a shit ton of sleep that night. But the thing about it that kept me like on the safety level is the the past. Like I, I remember this podcast making fun of me talking about, oh, honey, hold my hand and walk me down the stairs. Like I had to walk down the stairs at one Which point. Which so many people experience. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't need anybody to help me walk down the stairs. I'm not going to fucking die. My heart's not going to explode. I'm not dying. I like kept telling myself like that. And the second I got downstairs, I had some water. I stuck my face outside in the cold air. I automatically started like feeling better so can I just say there's yeah. something about the edibles consumption method that does not jive with you. No. And it never has. And I think we can well, I mean, there's a time you took like a five milligram bean and it's was the like smaller dosage. Felt great. Yeah. That I was think like it's a high a energy super one. low dosage and whatever other trillions of factors going to it, but but these yeah. are, I mean... It's the higher dosage stuff, that the ingestion of high dosages of the, of whatever. I don't know. I feel like when you smoke weed, do you get the same way if you smoke too much? Mm-mm. No. I mean, it's like... It's just like when you use any sort of edibles. It's only edibles. I've never gotten... I mean, I've smoked weed and gotten high and been like, oh my God, I'm too high. But then I can talk myself out of it in five minutes and it's over. Whereas edibles go on for... Like, I immediately think, okay... Reset your internal brain clock to you're going to be awake for several hours trying to deal with this mess. And um, I've, I've really become accustomed to that. But, man, I, it was – I just thought, like, what would my wife say to me if she was here right now while she's dealing with something far greater than my stupid bullshit? She'd be oh like, gosh, get your up. shit together. You're annoying. And I oh was like – And then you would. And you would be right because, I mean like, – I try to say some positive things too. You always say positive things. But, I mean, like, the thing is, is, is like, this is bullshit. But to try to overcome because I sense that you can – you know. Yeah, I mean, plus, like, I would never tear my beautiful loved one wife away from a child issue. Like, I know, like, I can, I, no matter how bad it is, whether I'm convinced that I'm going to have a heart attack or whatever, I and I know in the back reptile parts of my brain, it's like, it's all bullshit. You're just too high, you know? <laughs> then oh I will, that, that'll be like... I have never experienced this. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, well, even the description the of it is so... Like, years ago. It's not fun, you know? I mean, but I will say, like, I edibles aren't completely effective or completely, like, horrible with me. So I got to figure out how to work that out. There's been times. I think you know. It's those super low doses and really just, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're probably best not. You do so well when you smoke, combust. um, Anything. Hemp. Yeah. CBD. Man, speaking of which. CBD heavy cannabis. Right. 
Um, that's when he becomes like chill. Should like, I smoke that weed right now? If you want to, I want to. I have some CBD. Weed. I have some hemp weed, which know. we're about to start growing. What's going on in Blaze Blow? I hope we finished up edibles. He's fine. Everything's fine. You know, you're not alone if you have a fucked up experience. You know, you could be a pro at smoking weed and still have a fucked up experience fucked up on experience. a great product. And you just ate too much. And you know know your limits. Um, and and listen, sometimes the only way we know them is to like fucking press them. Yeah. And, and, and don't give up on weed if you have no. a bad experience. I mean, like, because believe me, I've been there like, I'm not smoking weed ever again. And it's like, Dude, no, no, it's no, you're not going to eat fucking edibles in vast amounts ever again. <laughs> or maybe not buy a tincture that you've never tried and squirt for three drop full <laughs> droplets in your mouth. Like you got to use your brain and think like. Okay. You know what I mean? What's going on in Dave's Okay, well, let me tell you what's going on in Dave's Grow. Let's hear it. Okay. Okay. So in my main tent, yes. I have four beautiful plants all growing at different different sizes, different lengths. I've got two blue dream plants, one gorilla glue plant, and one purple now and later plant, which is a total hardcore indica, which I plan on harvesting early when the trichomes are clear and cloudy. And my hope is through science that my wife will smoke it and say, this indica that you've given me does not make me want to go to sleep, but it doesn't make me super alert, but it makes me happy mm-hmm. and um, tranquil. How exciting. That's what I'm, that's my hope. So in now here's the exciting part in my other tent, which is empty. It's the bigger tent. I have a clone preparation coming to fruition. So I, here's what's going to be in the plant. I'm just going to run it down. I've got three clones from my plants that I have in flowering right now that I cloned out real quick a week ago, and they've rooted. I've got four Blue Dream clones that I got from my friend, and I've got hemp clones coming to me on Monday that are rooted, and I have a seed from a feminized hemp plant. Like I, the the hemp plants are all named things I've never heard of before, like super cherry something, you know, I mean, like they have completely different names from cannabis. So I'm going to grow a feminized, like super potent 18% CBD hemp plant seed, which will be a little far behind the other plants. It'll be about two weeks behind the other plant. That's okay. I'm confident because hemp needs love from what I've read and what I've learned. Hemp is not like cannabis. It's very, it's not susceptible. The more you stress it, the more THC it produces. Whereas if you stress oh. the, if you stress a cannabis plant, it is like, ha ha, chop my head off and I'll grow two more, but also make ex- crazy rosin production, resin production. So TA, cannabis is very more susceptible to being beaten up on because it likes it. Hemp is not. So my hope, my strategy is to, that's why this. it's okay that the seed is behind and by the time it's ready to be a plant, It'll be the only plant in a tent full of other girls who are all clones. <laughs> It'll be like, I'm natural. And I'm going to clone that plant when it gets big and veg. So I have a, And I'm going to produce a mother plant that will be kept at another secret location. Because now I have access to shit like that where like I have a special tent for mother plants only. And they hunt for strains. And this will be my contribution to the hemp strain family. 
And then um, we will always have access to that superior genetic strain through clones. So anyway, I have a super harmonious, <laughs> I have my own gene bank that I can access now. It's very small. It only has about five cannabis strains and two hemp strains in it. But hey, man, that's pretty cool that anybody has something like that. So anyway, I'm very excited. I'm very happy. Um, botany is cool. Um, and I'm going to start growing my little babies next week. So I'm going to have two tents going. The flower tent is looking beautiful. I'm very excited. I'm considering starting to wear a hat, a baseball hat because I got one today from a hemp farm. It makes me feel like a farmer when I wear it. So I might start wearing that hat. I don't know. Okay. And that's what's going on Dave's Grow. I like it. <laughs> it's very busy. Yeah, it's, a lot. It makes me happy. That's the thing that we've really come to learn is that David is not happy when he's not growing this stuff. This is his hobby now. I'll grow anything. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be. We. He likes to grow things. There, it's life happening. <laughs> and when he's not, he gets anxious and like. Upset. Yes. So anyway, that's what's going on in Blaves Blow. Okay, guys, that's it for this episode. We have to eat dinner. Yeah, we do. We've got pressing dinner needs, man. Did you find those Carl's Jr.? Um, Don't talk about Carl's Jr. Did you find those ha- baby hamburgers? You can't talk about this. Oh, too- did you find the food that we're going to eat? No. We're going to have to figure it out. We'll figure it out. We will have to figure it out, indeed. <laughs> but the good news is, is we're not cooking anything. We're getting Fuck shit. No. We're going to go pick it up and eat it and shove our faces. There's no kids here, so. We might watch something. Do you want to watch something with me? Like what? Man, I don't know. I was thinking we can watch Breaking Bad. <gasps> or we can watch Game of Thrones. Or we oh. could watch Westworld. Or we could watch Better Call Saul. No. Fuck that. Anyway, so I'm excited to eat something. We're going to pick it up. We're going to shove it in our faces. We think about what you want to watch. Does any of the things that I mentioned sound appealing at all? We could watch The Wire. Oh. We, that would be fun. We could watch, um, what was the Breaking Bad? Sounds fun. There, okay. Let's I, watch an oldie, but again. You want to watch an oldie and depended. I don't care. I'll watch anything. Hmm. Let's just think about watching something though while we shove our faces. Okay. That's okay. Let's that's, do it. That's all we're going to do. That's how we're going to live. All right. So I love it. How can people support us, baby? Oh, my God. Um, okay, so that's it. Um, <clears throat> thanks, you guys, for listening. Mom and Dad are stoned. It's made by us, David and Catherine. Learn more about us at thestonermom.com. It's a wealth of resources about all sorts of cannabis stuff, products, whatever. Check out our membership site at housevaneaton.com. Check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash thestonermom. Follow David on Instagram at coweedgrower. And follow Catherine everywhere at The Stoner Mom. You can support the show by leaving us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And please don't forget to subscribe to Mom and Dad are Stoned so you never miss an episode. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will be back again shortly with another episode. Until then, please remember to be safe and responsible with your cannabis use. Always be kind and smoke weed as often as you damn well please. 
Right. Bye. Bye.